We live in the age of label slapping. It's common and very public, especially since we can now call people out on social media to let the whole world know how we feel. Things that are common are not always correct. Is it right to get the branding iron out to mark people when we hate having that done to us? Just because the culture loves creating and applying negative labels to people with whom they disagree doesn't mean this is a good practice. Are we becoming toxic ourselves? Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, conference speaker, and teacher. She is passionate about teaching what to do with what we learn from God's Word. Now back to today's valuable study. A buzzword is basically a word that catches on in popular culture for reasons that are not fully known. Are we buzzwording ourselves to death these days? By definition, something that's toxic means it's poisonous. And this was previously only used when we were referring to substances that are hazardous, like dangerous chemicals. I get it that we're trying to say that certain people and situations can be hazardous, but are we liberally using an overused word just because it's the latest slang term for someone or something that we don't like? Is it possible that we're confusing the word toxic with something else? This is just a brief examination in this episode, which I hope will cause all of us to carefully consider how we're becoming a little too label slap happy. We may need to take a step back from this. Let's just consider a few things in this topic. Number one, not everyone who disagrees with us is toxic. Where did the idea come from that people have to agree with one point of view or they're poisonous and canceled? That came from the culture. But people in the Bible disagreed as well, so we're not the first. Remember the sharp disagreement between Paul and Barnabas in the New Testament? Let's review the passage from Acts chapter 15. It's in verses 36 through 40. And some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. There you have it. Paul and Barnabas had a falling out. Now there's more to this story than we can fit in this little point. But Barnabas wanted to take Mark with him on their next ministry assignment, and Paul didn't think it was a good idea. Paul's reason is only summed up briefly, which basically reads like Mark ran off from them at some point on a previous journey. Was Mark unreliable, or was Paul just trying to teach Mark a lesson in discipline and responsibility? We really can't discern all the details from this passage, but it's enough to say that we can tell that it resulted in Barnabas and Paul agreeing to disagree, and it was strong. Who was the toxic person in this situation? No one. They disagreed and moved on. No name-calling, no rock-throwing. They just quietly went their separate ways. 
We don't have to agree, but that doesn't make us toxic. It means we see things differently. A second thing to remember is this. We may disagree with how something is done by others, but that doesn't make the environment or system toxic. Romans 14.5 is a great verse reminding us that there will be differences of opinion within groups of believers in how things should be done. Listen to the verse. One man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. The tendency to look at how other people did things and to judge them as failing was common then and it still exists today. This is not new to us. This is just as old as the Bible. I was watching a documentary about the history of Amish people, and it completely fascinated me as I saw an entire community of people with such a life structure that seemed complicated to me, but uncomplicated to them. I listened carefully as a former member of the Amish community who was narrating the show described his life growing up. He sounded a lot like how a person sounds who's grown up in any kind of a strict religious background, only he was much gentler in his descriptions of the people and saved his criticisms for the way scripture was misunderstood. He disagreed respectfully, not wanting to paint the entire group in one dark stroke. I wish more people could be this way. Why do so many former church members feel the need to go on a social media spot and throw stones at their old churches or colleges? Is it possible that there's an unresolved issue or conflict underneath, so it's just easier to be angry and label an entire organization as toxic? Just remember that that road does go both ways. Be careful about branding an entire group of people just because something went wrong for you. That's the shortcut to bitterness. Be really careful. Isn't it just as poisonous to keep dwelling on things from the past that weren't right or that could have been done better? I'm not talking about illegal activity here, but I am referring to differences of opinion in how matters could be handled. Granted, not everyone handles matters wisely, but we all take turns blowing it, don't we? The labels are unnecessary, and they just provide an artificial sense of superiority over others. Be aware that a superiority complex is destructive. Instead of hyper-analyzing and criticizing, maybe take a closer look at the self. It's something we can all do. Is the environment or system really toxic, or do we just disagree with how people choose to run something? I think we're looking for a one-size-fits-all solution where there isn't one. Your system may not work for me, and mine may not work for you. That's an uncomplicated, non-toxic truth. Our third and final point is this. Others may be viewing us the same way we're viewing them. All this labeling and branding is a classic example of what happens when we're trying to pick a speck out of our brother's eye while we've got the whole log in our eyeball. Jesus preached about this in Matthew 7, 3 when he said this, And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? That's a really good question. The mote in this verse, which also means twig, is a picture of a smaller fault. The beam, which is the larger piece of lumber, represents a much larger fault. We seem to want to give our faults a free pass 
while getting the magnifying glass out to pick out the faults of others. You may think that someone else is legalistic, while they're thinking that you're loose and careless. Does this mean that one side is better than the other? No, it means that both sides are preoccupied with each other, while giving the world the impression that believers simply just don't know how to get along. If anything is toxic, it's the insistence that we all match or else. If we're not careful, we'll destroy each other with so much division. Now that's truly poisonous. I know that toxic is a popular buzzword, and it's unlikely to go away since it has become rooted in our cultural lingo. Could we just be a bit more careful about flinging these terms onto people or groups when the greatest fault they have may be that they just don't see things the same way we see them? Can't we disagree courteously without the name-calling and labeling? It is possible, if we're willing. Every single one of us has something about us that would not work for someone else, and we're all biased in our own thought processes. And then we get into clashes and take it personally rather than resolving our conflicts or allowing someone else to have a difference of opinion. This just leads to a bunch of angry people sniping at each other, calling others judgmental while practicing as judges. It's time for a ceasefire and a shift in focus back to helping, not harming others. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 1 through 3 is a great reminder passage to keep our focus biblical. It says this, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Let's cancel the labels, resolve our real issues, live out our callings, share the gospel, endure the differences in love, and focus on walking humbly with God. You've been listening to Keep the Heart with Francie Taylor. Subscribe to this podcast and be sure to follow Keep the Heart on Instagram. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, Bible studies, and more. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.